Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> Episode three. Man, they just keep getting better and better. <laughs> Heck yeah. Okay, let's start with our, our segment. What are Cole and Gouda drinking right now? The three second segment. That's what we're going to call it. It's yep. probably more than three seconds, but you go ahead. Um, so I already opened up my can, but I'm a, for those of you that don't know me super well, I'm a huge cider fan and there's a cider house here in town called Ash and Elm. One of my favorites. Um, so I'm going to be drinking their caramelized apple cider during this episode three. Very mm. excited. I might have to try that one. And I'm drinking Schmalo. Schmalo. It is by our lovely Hotel Tango, uh, also here in Indianapolis. Man, we're just plugging the local places today. Look at us. I know. Sponsor us, please. <laughs> JK, we'll just go anyway. We love you. All right. Let's cheers. Cheers. Let's get this thing rolling. All right. Episode three. Okay, so for those of you that have tracked with us this long, thank you. <laughs> um, and we have talked about the first couple of times that we hung out and started to get to know one another. Um, and today, this episode is going to be the last one that we do for probably a while. That's just about us and more of our story. And then we're going to move into like some more difficult topics and some really like unfiltered conversations. Yes. Okay. So where we left off was that I started to become attracted to you. We exchanged phone numbers sort of, um, mm -hmm. and started texting. Yeah. If you want to get all the details, all of those are in episode two. Mm -hmm. But at this point we had been texting for about a week and we had a date scheduled ready to go. Yes. It, it was for the a Saturday. Saturday. Yep. yep. Do you want to start through, go through the details of that Saturday? What yeah. led up to? Well, I mean, on my end, I, I felt really, I think good about going on a date with you. Um, I love my friends and I know that they were just trying to protect me, but my roommates slash friends at the time were like, wait, you really want to go on a date with Gouda in like a very kind of kind of judgmental way? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I hadn't shown a great right. track record like we've talked about. And so I remember actually asking the girls, I'm like, hey, the next time that we're with this group of people, it would just mean a lot to me if you guys could give him a chance and like get to know him, have a like conversation with him, try to get him before, you know, too many drinks are flowing. And you're going to see a different side of him, the one that I was starting to see. So I kind of put that out there for them. And I was like, I want to do this. And it would mean a lot to me to like have your guys' support. But regardless, I'm pretty much going to do it even if you guys don't approve. Because as I talked about in the second episode, I just had this little voice in my head that was like, he's been put in your path for a reason. And these things that you're feeling towards him are things that you should be acting on and don't be afraid, like just go for it. And so I had already kind of made up my mind, but I will say leading up to our first date and we'll get into like what actually ended up happening. I definitely let the pressures of like my friends not liking you or my friends not thinking you were good for me or whatever, like kind of cloud my judgment. It wasn't for very long. So I was contemplating canceling our date. Ooh. Yeah. And you told me that mm -hmm. after, after we had gone on the, the date 
for real and everything. But I didn't cancel, but I was tough. contemplating it. Instead, somebody else canceled our date. Right, G? Yeah. So what happened? And the the boys decided, oh, mom and dad are recording the podcast. Time to wrestle. Yep. Let's play. So that's what's happening in the background. It's probably going to be way too hard to edit out. So you get to hear what our daily life is like <laughs> in the background. Um. So, yeah. So it was it was going really, really well over our text conversations. I was enjoying it. I think you were enjoying it. Um, and yeah, we were gearing to go, uh, that Saturday on a date. I, meanwhile, I didn't know all these things were happening in, in the back where she was, or Cole was having to sort of, um, reason with her roommates to, to go on this, this date. Um, but for me, I was planning on going, getting ready, getting excited. And what did I get? I think it was it the night before or two nights before. I can't remember exactly. Can't remember. It doesn't really matter. The point is, I got a text to go on good old Pykel's boat. And Pykel's boat is kind of like a delicacy in our friend group. Hopefully, as a listener, if you don't have a friend with a boat, find a friend with a boat. Find a friend with a boat. It's it's the best thing ever. It's none of the headaches. But you get the boat. <laughs> we love you, Michael. Yes. For more than just the boat. <laughs> yes. Yes. For many, many more reasons. He's also in my wedding. So, you know, great friend. Anyway, got the chance to go on the boat with, I think it was just the guys. Maybe. Yeah. I think it was just the guys. So we did that. Honestly, uh, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I probably would have chosen the boat as well. So no hard feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that makes me feel a lot better. The uh that day, so we were planning, gearing up, you know, packing up our stuff, getting ready to go on the boat. And then John told me about the, the action happening in the background right now. It's just, it's intense. All right. Back again. <laughs> we had to give the boys some peanut butter. So less bone dropping, more licking. Yikes. <laughs> because we, they have peanut butter now. Back to the story. Um, so we... I had to cancel on Cole, uh, but I found out that the girls were invited to a cookout at uh, at John's house. So yep. you want to pick it up from there? Yeah, we were told that you guys were going out on the boat. And once we got over the jealousy that we weren't invited, um, we were like, OK, cool. So we went back to the to John's house um, after you guys had gotten off the boat and you guys were grilling when we got there. Remember, I had your sunglasses. Yes. There had been lots of flirty texts that were exchanged. So I remember being very excited to see you and just kind of like wondering how you were going to act around me because our friends knew at this point that we were kind of interested in each other. Yeah. So anyways, fast forward. This whole night was great. Another crazy wild night. Surprise, surprise. Um, And yeah, I mean, I remember Kylie sat and talked to you in the kitchen for a long time. She did exactly what I asked her to do. She got to know you a lot more. Um, mm. I got to know you a lot more. And then later on in the night, you and I were in the kitchen talking by ourselves and outside. Little did we know there was what we now call a compliment circle happening outside. It's a great time. Um, we can explain later. So we were in the kitchen talking. I've never done anything like this in my entire life. I don't know what came over me, but I approached you in the kitchen and started kissing you that moment caught me by surprise it caught me by surprise i was like who is this girl 
because we were we were having yeah really great conversation in the kitchen and I, yeah I think people were leaving us alone definitely because they knew what was going on. I'm sorry, Finny picked up the lick pad in his mouth and is now carrying it. <laughs> we just have a lot more activity going on in this podcast, and I'm I'm totally I'm in for it. So everybody knew I think at this point that we were interested in one another. So they left us alone. And yeah, it was like, it was really good conversation. And at this point, like it was much later getting later in the evening, but we like, were getting closer to one another. We were, you know, like the, the banter or flirtiness was going back and forth. And then, and then I pounced all of a sudden her lips were on my lips. And I was like, Oh my Oh, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? What am I doing right now? Like, while I'm kissing you, I'm like also freaking out in my mind. Like, this is so not me. This is so aggressive. This is like, we haven't even gone on our first date yet. It was wild. Yeah, that's the that's kind of the crazy part to that. It's like we actually hadn't gone on the first date yet. It was basically us just talking for a week at this point. Mm -hmm. And yeah, in my mind, well, you told me after that you were actually like, thinking I wasn't into it. Like I, I wasn't giving back, like I wasn't kissing back. Yeah. But in my mind, I think I was in so much shock that it happened because it, it was like, boom, it was out of nowhere. Kind of not really out of nowhere. You were leaning in. No, leaning it in. was pretty much out of nowhere. But, trust yeah, me. but the kiss itself was like, boom. Yeah, yeah. Out of nowhere. And I was just kind of like, oh my God, this is actually happening. And I don't get me wrong. I was enjoying it. I was just in shock. Yeah. So that's that's where we were. And that night ended with us. Actually, we I think we circled back to the to the friends. Um, yeah, we went then, out to the compliment circle and then we went back uh, into the house and like chit chatted for a while. Yeah. And then we had more in-depth conversation about like, oh, my God, this this just happened. What does this mean? But and, nothing else physical happened. That correct. Night. Yeah, that's the part people don't believe us on oh, because sure. we we locked ourselves in the bathroom upstairs and hand on the Bible, like God's honest truth. We didn't do anything. Nope. We actually just talked about and honestly kind of talked Cole down from this moment of like, holy shit, I just did this. Yeah, I was like freaking out. And I was just saying everything is okay. And I really, really wanted to go on this date with you. So we planned it. We planned it for that. Was it like Tuesday, Wednesday? Um, it, it was during the week yeah. uh, of the next week coming up. So I, I wanted to reaffirm to you that it was not a bad thing yeah. that just happened. Um, but I very much enjoyed it. Well, and I think too, something I want to add here and I'm not going to like go on about it forever, but I've talked already in previous episodes, how like the dating logistics for women can be very difficult to navigate because we are essentially told at a very young age by society, by whatever, that we need to be all the things, right? We need to be aggressive, but we also need to be timid. We need to be independent, but we need to be like kind of doe eyed and need to be taken care of. Like all of these different things, these things that completely contradict themselves. Mm. Society is like, hey, women go out and do all of that. You know, you kind of want to be a little tomboy, like un enjoying sports, but you also need to be a girly girl and like be able to dress sexy and whatever. Like it's a total mind fuck out there for women. And so I think for me, I'd never done anything like this before in my life. I'd never made the first move 
this was like the second move at this point. I mean, I had put myself out there the previous night that we had hung out by like putting my number in, offering to make out with you, all of these things. And then I like actually took the first step by Mm -hmm. putting my lips on yours. I mean, everything in my brain was like, oh my God, I ruined it already. Like I did too much. I was too aggressive, too fast he's going to freak out and he's going to run away from me is. Mm. And that's why like that reaffirming that you gave me in the bathroom that night was important for me Mm -hmm. because I was freaking out in my mind. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I ruined it. Like women just can't win nowadays (laughs) with dating. It's just, it's so true. And I'm sure if you're a female listening to this right now, you're shaking your head. Like, absolutely. She's right. Because that's just what it is. It's, it's horrible. And so that was what was going through my mind that night. We move on to a couple days later during the week. Yep. You come over to my house. The girls again. You want you're you sure you want to go on a date with Gouda? Oh, it happened again. Oh, yeah. Oh. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's going to happen this time. No cancellations. Like, it's going to be great. So you came to my house Mm -hmm. and we walked over to a local restaurant. That's like a not even a block from where I used to live. Mm -hmm. Mexican restaurant. And I could tell. We were both very nervous, but it was almost like a, I don't know. I feel like the energy wasn't like a, I don't know. I feel like it was still calm energy, yeah. even though we were both clearly very nervous. Right. Yeah. Well, I think, I think there's a part of nerves that come into play where it's like one, you, you know, you don't fully know this person. You don't know how they're going to act and and all these things. But I think there's a component there. We knew we were attracted to one another. We knew we got along from, you know, from these previous meetings and parties and stuff. And I think there was a component of we didn't want to mess it up. Yeah. Well, especially too, what was going through my mind was I just met this amazing group of people. And I hate to say it, not that I didn't already love you guys, but that night that I kissed you just a few days prior, when we were out there having that compliment circle, I remember, and literally for anyone listening, we sat in a circle and kind of in our tipsy way, told each other what we thought was great about one another. I mean, it was like very wholesome and very sweet. And it was amazing to hear like people's perspectives on you. And, and we do this still to this day. It's just over text messages sometimes. So if your friend group isn't doing compliment circles, you're doing something wrong. But I feel like after the compliment circle, like, especially I was like, this is a special group of people. And am I willing to sacrifice this friend group mm. that I have created for dating one of them. Yeah. And that's, risk. that was a really big risk. And that was probably my biggest hesitation. It wasn't what everyone was saying to me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't people, you may, you know, maybe judging you based on like your behavior the first couple of nights. It was these people I feel like are people I've waited my whole life to meet. Yeah. Now here they are and I don't want to lose them. Yeah. No, that, that makes complete sense. And there was, there was, yeah, there was definitely that for me as well. I, I don't think it was as extreme. Um, cause like the majority of these people were already my friends yeah. and it was just, it was you, Kylie, Jamie. Um, but I, I certainly knew that like at this point I was very interested in you and I didn't want to mess that up. So I remember, I remember we, we went in there, we, you got a margarita, I got a beer. Mm-hmm. I think we got chips and guac. Yep. Like I remember all these like small details of, I, I got the street chicken tacos. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what you got. There was like nobody in there too. Right. It was, it was completely dead. Yeah. And it turned into 
the best date I've ever, best first date I've ever had in my entire life. Um, we want to get into the do's and don'ts of dating and, and some of the, the bullshit and the good stuff that's, that's happened to us. But this by far was the best first date of my life specifically because of, and which we wanted to talk about. We had really hard conversations right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I think that like not to step on my soapbox again, but people, especially if they're on apps or whatever, I think kind of get lost in like the, oh, and I did basically every relationship before you, I got lost in the the same kind of thing of like, well, I have to do everything I can to impress this person, right? Mm -hmm. So that they want to keep going on dates with me. Mm -hmm. But then I just came to this realization that like my version of impressing somebody wasn't the real me. So in my head, I was like, but this doesn't make any sense. If I'm like dolling myself up for the first date and wearing something that I would never wear in the real world, nothing that I feel comfortable in, if I you know, fabricate part of my life. If I try really hard to not bring up certain topics, then that quote unquote will make the person like me more. Mm -hmm. Right. But then I was like, but then they're going to start dating me and they're going to figure out that all of that stuff was bullshit. Right. And then I feel like they're going to feel like they were cheated Mm. into thinking that I was this person that I wasn't actually. So like it was important. I mean, that first night that we met you guys, I was in leggings and an athlete, like athletic tank top because I was like, I'm not trying to impress anyone. Mm-hmm. If someone doesn't want the version of me, that's always basically an athletic wear, <laughs> then they're not, they're not for me. And like, yeah, I didn't wear, I mean, I wore jeans and like a nice top. Mm-hmm. I put makeup on, I put my hair down, <laughs> but like, I'm pretty sure I still wore, I was either wearing sneakers or I was just wearing like sandals. I just, I think at that point I was like, if this is ever going to be something that's real, I need to show this person the real version of me from the get go. Otherwise, what's the point? Hmm. And so I think that goes right into like why that first date was so good is because we basically threw all of the date rules, first date rules out the window. Right. Yeah, I I think it is important to like speaking to the audience on this one. It's our first date lended itself to having these difficult conversations because do you want to talk about having children on your first date for a person you've never met before? Maybe not. But, you know, uh, for for us what we did was, you know, we we met each other, there was the intrigue, the interest, the attraction, and then we realized like, oh, okay, yeah, we're actually interested in one another. Yeah. Um so like we had that like, let's call it a couple of fake dates to start. And then this this date that happened was like, we're interested in one another. Does it make sense for us to be together yeah. now? So like we talked about, do you want to have kids? And we both said, no, we we both don't. And there's for a myriad of reasons, which of which we should talk about in another episode for yeah. sure. Um, we talked about what we want to do with our our lives, what we want to um, do with our money, like all, all of these things. I, of course, talked about these things with the, the person that I was with for six years. Mm-hmm. And then every single date that I ever went on after that was very shallow. Like, you know, it was because I was putting on this face. Yeah. Am I getting what I want out right. of that? And then this was just very real, very raw. And I do think that like, yeah, it's important to recognize that like we had hung out a few times before our first date, but we had never really talked about anything that deep. Mm. And 
you know, we always had other people around us. And so like, I just want the audience to imagine being on a first date with someone that like, you've had a little bit of banter with back and forth. Yeah. Talking about marriage, talking about kids or no kids, talking about finances, talking about dreams, goals, aspirations. I mean, we didn't shy away from anything in that conversation on that date. And I feel like that's really important for everyone to understand because that just doesn't happen in the dating world anymore. The first date is about impressing someone, not about bearing your soul and saying something that might make that person run away. I mean, I took a risk by saying to you, looking you in the eye and saying, I've never wanted biological children. I took a huge risk. I mean, you could have been like, okay, well, I want four kids. So bye. Right. You know, I told you that like I wanted to work with animals and like rescuing dogs at one point in my life. I told you that like I loved the idea of opening up a brewery (laughs) or like a cider house. I mean, these are all dreams that like could never happen. I mean, potentially. And you could have easily judged me and laughed at me and then walked off. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I just feel like it's so important. We're just not, listen, if you're 21 years old, you go ahead and go on dates and try to impress people and just go out and have a good time and all that stuff. But I was, what, 28 at the time? 28, yeah. And I was ready for a commitment. I knew what I wanted and I know you were younger than me, but yeah. like if you're going out there trying to meet someone that you could potentially be your life partner for the rest of your life, there is no point of wasting time with trying to impress them with like a version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That should be the asterisk on this episode. It's that if you want to fuck around, like do your thing, like, okay, like impress people. Sure. That's what it's all about. Right. You have to peacock. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) But if you're looking for commitment, lay it all out there. Like the worst thing that could happen is they run away. Mm -hmm. But Like, that's great. But then they're not your person for good. Yeah. For good reason. They're running away. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be with them if they want to have four kids and you don't want any. Right. That's get that out there on the table. I was going to say, thank God you learned that on the first date instead of trying to like show this very small version of yourself that you guys start dating. And then God forbid these hard topics are things you talk about six months down the road. Then you're invested and you can get your heart broken and it just becomes a lot more dangerous. Mm. And like, I'd also like to point out, of course, it is always important to like, you know, try to impress your partner once you have that person. So I think maybe impress isn't the like, don't impress isn't the right thing to say. I think my biggest takeaway that I want people to have from this is don't just show a small version of yourself. Yeah. Don't try to like cut the parts of your life or your personality that you feel like don't look great Hmm. or don't, you know, aren't going to translate great in like the dating world because you just a lifetime commitment, marriage, like whatever you're looking for, whatever that kind of commitment is for you. It's not all that information is going to come out at some point. So it's better that it comes out early when like there's really not that much to lose. Yeah, the last thing I want to say uh, about that night is, well, this is one of the major reasons why it was one of the best first dates of my life, is that the date did not end at the uh, at the restaurant, and no, it did not 
end in a bedroom. <laughs> it ended actually on the front porch where I told Cole about uh, my six year relationship. We um, we got there probably, I don't know, some sometime in the evening, but we were there until what, like midnight, yeah. 1130, something like that. We talked for hours on a weeknight too. and it was a weeknight <laughs> and I cannot overstate real quick how much this girl loves sleep. Oh my God. It's like my favorite thing. So that's how I know she loves me and loves me the most because <laughs> she sacrificed on a work night her own sleep mm-hmm. just for me. So we, we talked about like, like we said, we, we went through everything, dreams, goals, aspirations, um, nitty gritty things, how, how we got to, to be in Indianapolis, all those details. Um, and it was just, it was such a, such a fun time. Even Jamie came out for a minute because she was very interested to see how things were going. Obviously yeah. it was going great. Cause we were talking at 10 PM on the porch after, after the date. Yeah. But, uh, to close on my end from that night, one of the, uh, more important things that, that happened to close is I, I remember going into the kitchen with you and it, what, what's us and kisses in kitchens. I, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> we, uh, we were standing there, that awkward look that we give each other, just like staring at each other. I'm, as I'm staring at you now, I'm getting all flustered thinking about it. But I remember I was like, right now, Josh, you have to kiss her because she's the, she kissed you first. Now you have to show her that you are just as interested. And what did I do? I gave you, I think, uh, a nice little kiss. And then it turned into a much longer kiss yes. after that. And yeah, it was. Uh, and I didn't feel like I was attacking you. So it made yeah. the kiss much better. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> I think that like leaving. So then you left and you actually, I think you stayed the night at John's house that night and then drove back to Terre Haute yeah. that early that morning. Yep. Um. So I think what was going through my head that night was like. There are very few times in my life I ever, I ever left a first date feeling like, oh my God, there was not one wrong thing with that date. And that is how I felt with our date. It was like nothing but excitement, butterflies, possibility, like everything I would think back about that night, I would smile or I would laugh or I would just feel really good about. It was immediately something I wanted to tell my mom and my sister about. Mm. You know, I wanted to tell the girls. Everyone, of course, is already asleep because it was like <laughs> 1 a.m. on a Wednesday or something. But it was I knew that I knew that trusting my instincts with you and I knew that ignoring some naysayers at the time. That's Finny drinking, by the way, if anybody was curious. We're doing an ASMR segment. Of, yeah, it's fine. They know we have dogs. Of dog licking. And the dogs run this house, so it's all good. That's true. They actually, Finny, um, he edits the audio, and Boone actually records now. We yeah, gave Boone's him a our job. cameraman. Yep. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, I think that, like, I had been on a lot of dates. I had been on a lot of first dates in my life up until this point, and there was always something that, like, either I left the date feeling uncomfortable or I, I didn't like it. I didn't have fun. I didn't, you know, whatever. There's a million things that can go wrong on dates. Mm. And this was just not one of them. We should talk about what can go wrong on first dates. Oh, for sure. I mean, we both have horrible dating stories that like would be hilarious episode. Actually, we should do that. We should just like get drunk one night and tell really bad dating stories. That should be a subscriber episode. Ooh, okay. We want to do a drunk episode, but 
we want to do a subscriber. We don't, I don't think we want that one public. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that I just like, I don't, I know I didn't sleep much that night cause I was really excited and I just like, couldn't get my, my mind to kind of calm down. But then the next morning, like I texted my mom and my sister and I said that the date was great and that I was very hopeful that there was going to be another one. And I, it's, I wasn't like, Oh my God, you guys, I met the one I found him. Like I, it wasn't like that. It was like a very peaceful feeling of like, wow, this went really well. I, I wasn't anxious about anything. I wasn't nervous about anything. I feel like the best word I can describe the way I felt after our first date was just, I felt peaceful. Interesting. Yeah. I definitely felt like, like as I was back at John's house, I was like, man, that went so well. I was just giddy to, to talk to you the next day. Obviously like there's all these stigmas around dating and like, oh, as a guy, you can't like text her first or you can't text her the day after you go on a date, you'll seem too needy. Again, I feel like we threw every single thing that society or whatever tells you to not do. I was very much falling head over heels for this woman after one date. And granted, I did not want to scare you. Right. Like by any means, like, you know, you can't go over the top. But I I told you I was excited to see you. I wanted to be around you. And that actually that's what led to the next time we we saw each other where I brought you um, Olive Garden breadsticks when you were on your period. That's when I knew he was the one, everyone, for sure. <laughs> it was like technically our second date. I remember texting my best friend, Amanda, and I said, I'm on my period. The one thing I crave the most when I'm on my period is Olive Garden breadsticks. Didn't even ask. This guy showed up at my door with like two bags. Yeah, because I bought some for Jamie too. Of Olive Garden breadsticks. <laughs> and literally, I remember Amanda texted me in all caps and she was like, marry him because she knew me and knew like that was like the way to my heart and all of that kind of stuff. But like, I think both of us could say that we we kind of knew after the first date, neither one of us said it because again, you just don't do that right. in the dating world. But I think that like anything for anyone that's listening, I'm hoping that you're encouraged by these stories because we're living proof. And I know that like our story is not going to be the same as somebody else's story. But I think that like too many times we're told this is the way it's supposed to happen. And like you need to follow these set of rules in order to find a person or whatever your end goal is. You need to follow this set of rules. And if you don't, it won't happen for you. And I think like, obviously always take what we're saying and remember, like, be smart, be safe. I'm not telling you to like, if your friends are like, hey, this guy sucks. I'm not telling you to not listen to them. But I think that like, there's always things are just not black and white. There is a gray part that needs to be considered. That's so true. And I think that like, you always move in dating, you always move with caution. But that doesn't take away like, trust your gut. Your gut speaks to you constantly. And I think a lot of people are like, you know, oh, well, I got butterflies about this. Butterflies are not always the best thing. Sometimes butterflies can be like a sign. Hey, run like something inside of your body is stirring. And that's not always a good thing. Something too physical. Absolutely. And so I think that like 
we just, especially us women, we've probably made so many mistakes in our dating lives that we no longer trust our own judgment. But like your brain is your number one fan and your brain is always going to try to protect you. And I'm not trying to get all social worky here for a second, but like your brain is always trying to protect you. That's why we have trauma responses. That's why we have all of these things. And so like these gut instincts that you may have, listen to them. Like as long as you're being smart and safe and cautious, like follow your gut, take risks, throw the rules out the window and you never know what could happen. Man, we need a sound bite for oh my God. therapist Nicole when she comes Shut out. Up. My goodness. First of all, who's Nicole? Sorry, Cole. Exactly. Yeah. I whenever I address other people, it's always it always comes out as Nicole. I have to get used to the the podcast is now our family. I was gonna say, listen, our listeners are now our family. So true. So we appreciate every single one of you. Honestly, we are so overwhelmed just taking a step back here for a second so overwhelmed by how many people have told us that they enjoyed getting to listen to it that they're not podcast people and they are enjoying listening to us yeah um uh, please bear with me as i am not great at audio editing this is the this will be the third time i've ever done it you're doing great mike Shout out to DJ Luton. He has taught me so much and he's my very best friend and I love him so much. He's taught me so much and he's made the sound very good. But we just want to say thank you to all of our listeners because what we think this can be is a place where we have difficult conversations and sometimes funny. Yeah. Where we talk about issues like mental health. And I wanted to say that because that's going to be actually the topic of our next episode. Nicole, do you want to talk about that a bit more. Yeah. I mean, I I also want to thank everybody for bearing with us for three episodes where we pretty much just talk about ourselves. Um, We just kind of wanted to set things up before we started having guests and started having more conversations. I think that like as we go through these episodes, we will go back to like old stories that we have and things that we faced as couples and individuals, but when relevant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But our next episode, so episode four, Uh, We are going to talk about mental health. Um, You know, as a mental health provider, this is obviously a topic that's very close to my heart, but dealing with it every day throughout my career has been one thing, but then dealing with it in my own brain and in my own head and house has been a whole other, you know, a whole other beast. And I think that like, um, me being open about my anxiety and my depression and being on antidepressants, what that's done, what that journey has looked like for me, what that journey has looked like for us, because I think that like me going through these things as a single person was, was something different completely than me going through these things with a partner. Yeah. And I think, I think we should address that as a single person and, and is in a relationship Um, Yeah, I'll be honest. I never knew what a panic attack really was until I met Cole. And that uh, is something we want to talk about in a very unfiltered fashion, because these types of conversations, you know, there's a stigma around this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that like, especially with mental health, some of the topics we're going to talk about are really serious and can be very, very scary. But I think that they become less scary when you're willing to open up and talk to other people about them 
And I just know for a long time, I didn't like talking about my own issues, my own mental health issues. And now I feel like it's my job to talk out loud and to have these conversations because if they can just help one person get through a rough time, then that's all I want. You know, I want someone to, to help. I want, I want to help someone the way that, you know, I needed help back in the day and sometimes still do. And that's what these conversations are for. Yeah, you know, for sure. All we want to be is we just want to be your friend. That's why it's in the description. Like, Hey, we want to be friends, grab a drink. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely nervous and anxious for, for next episode, but, uh, you know, I'll have my cocktail, my little liquid courage, but I think that like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I think some really great things are going to come from it. So I'm excited. So, so yeah, I just, I think that this conversation, even though it's going to be, it's going to be a rough one and I'm nervous for it. Um, I think it's going to do something, some really great things and I'm, I'm excited for it. Heck yeah. Bless up as we say. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will talk to you next week. 